Welcome to this edition of Hindsight is Horrifying, the show where three mostly normal and somewhat cynical adults discuss life as members of the TV generation. Now here are your hosts, Darth Jader, Jason Mitchell, and Adam B. I'm going to remember the order of that one day. <laughs> I, I always manage to forget the order that we're introduced in, so I don't know who to point to. And I'm dyslexic, it so... keeps it interesting. Yeah. keeps it exciting. Me, you, Adam. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can tell me that, but I'm not going to remember it next time. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Hi, everyone. What an exciting intro that was. I know. Was. Wow. I know. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is incredible because we're actually recording an episode after uh, uh, just a week. It's Holy unbelievable. Hell. Yeah, so we're actually we're actually trying to get back yeah back on schedule. I actually saw a doctor and didn't wind up in a hospital for two weeks. That's good. I escaped this time. That's good. That's yes, good. It is. I agree. I well, I am coming to you guys uh, tonight wounded. Uh oh. <gasps> I, I your ego. I cracked my tooth. Oh no. So tomorrow I have wax on my tooth. I have where the hole is. Orthodontist where the, where, wax. Yeah, I jammed. I, I, <laughs> oh, it's it's like. Like ten percent of the tooth is gone, which is also kind of weird because I don't know where it went. I bit down on an olive and it had a pit in it. Oh no! And yeah. I'm I'm assuming I just spit it out somewhere, but I think maybe did I probably just swallowed a piece of my tooth. Well, I have to ask at this point: uh, Were you aware that a lot of olives have pits, or what? How did this happen? Well, they're pitted olives. But there's a little little oh, so teeny piece. Th- just so this enough wasn't to yeah. Break, break a tooth. One 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 just made it past the machine. Oh, and, so this wasn't like at a restaurant. This was like a jar of olives, or yeah, the, yeah, you know, from like Costco or whatever, Kalamata olives. But they had been pitted. Uh, yeah, you heard and they weren't. First Costco, we're coming for you. Yeah, yeah, because I got to get a crown put on tomorrow. You cracked our attorney's tooth, and yeah, now yeah, went down. Yeah, uh, but speaking of of unpleasant experiences. Uh, we what a segue. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, oh. We have uh, a movie tonight that it, it's it's a unique movie that that really has two accomplishments going for it. One, it's the That's second one more than I could think of. Well, it's the second worst Dan Aykroyd movie ever made. That's the one I thought of. <laughs> and two, it proves scientifically that you can put Dan Aykroyd. Um, Lorraine Newman, Jane Curtin, Garrett Morris. 20 years versus of the cast of SNL. Yeah, Chris Farley, um, Adam Sandler, David Spade, Spade, Drew Carey, Ellen DeGeneres, Phil Hartman, Dave Thomas, Michael McKean. McKean, Mm. uh, All of those people in a movie. Jason Alexander. Jason Alexander. Michael Richards. Richards. (laughs) Did you say Meadows? No, I didn't say. No, Tim Meadows. Meadows. You can put all those people in a movie and still come up with something that doesn't make me laugh once. A flaming hot disc of garbage. Not once. And that movie, now that you're all really excited to hear us talk about it. uh, And and, and now Davis, Franken and Davis. Remember the the comedy duo? Was Al Al Franken in it? Al Franken wasn't, but his buddy was. Davis. Tom Davis, I think his name is. He was the first one of the guys to get eaten. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And... Um, somebody who ended up in Top Gun, but that we'll oh, talk about that we'll when we get yes. to it. We'll get uh, tell everybody though what movie we are watching. Oh, I've already forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Conheads, also known as Coneheads, uh, yes. which has one of the surprisingly surprisingly it has one of the longest synopses I've ever heard. Uh, I yeah, I can believe that. Well, would we like to hear it? Because the, some of the more complicated movies that we've covered have a synopsis that's about. 
three, sentence, three sentences, maybe. maybe. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, because because I do have to admit your synopses. I mean, like if we did the Ten Commandments, it would say Moses saves the Jews. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The movies that deserve more detail don't get it. Whereas this one, for instance, Shark has, eats people. Yeah, sharks in the bayou. Yeah. <laughs> Shark night. <laughs> But uh, Coneheads from 1993, so Darth Jader was how old, gentlemen? I'm not going to say. <laughs> she was five that Aww, year. She was so cute. And you know this how? Um, anyway. Oh, I'm not assuming you were cute. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm just saying. I, I have no evidence. You know. I wasn't. I was. I had glasses about this size. No. No. I was about a quarter of my current Yeah, but size. that's demonstrably <laughs> cute, though. Yes. No, it isn't. Yeah. Because we've talked about this. Because my third grade teacher, I had those horn-rimmed metal glasses uh, that yeah. were the tortoise shell pattern back in the 90s. Uh, and my third grade teacher looked at me, and she's like, oh, they give your face character well you've you've convinced me darth was a hideous baby move on <laughs> yes should we hit play Possibly. oh yes yeah that's that's the not movie will subtitles. last forever if we don't <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just this is an avoidance strategy on my part play the streaming cinema anyway the synopsis of this movie is cone-headed extraterrestrial extraterrestrials beldar dan Aykroyd, and primat jane Curtin find themselves in new jersey after a recon mission for their home planet of remulac goes awry Stranded, they are forced to live as typical suburban humans, which is hardly true. Beldar gets a job, and daughter, Connie uh, Michelle Burke, grows up to be a typical, if oddly shaped, teenager. When INS agents start investigating the family and Beldar receives sinister orders from Remulac, the Coneheads must decide whether or where their allegiance lies. Yeah, and just from the beginning of the movie, like the first shot of the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. I, and I remember in the theater, the first shot of the movie made me think this is going to be terrible because the spaceship has a cone. Like, oh, we're cone heads, so everything we do has a cone on it. It's very squanch. Uh, yeah, and it, it's like we don't we don't phone. do everything like our you know. We oh, look, it's the Nimitz class aircraft carrier. It's a giant head. Whenever you say cone, it's very contextual. You say what's in your cone, and people pick up on yeah. what you're laying down. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, because a lot of their vocabulary centers around it as well. It's like, oh, you're coning, and you're, you know, your cone is too young. Like it's it's all cone based. Yeah, nonsense. it's squanch, like you said. It's, yeah, it's, it's very squanchy. squanch. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, it's it, you know, for those of you who are too young to know, um, there used to be a show that people watched called Saturday Night Live, which I believe still is on the air. It is John Mulaney. Just I believe he just hosted recently. Oh, good for him. I good know. for him. He's mm-hmm. back out touring and he's doing well. Hi, well, John. John, uh, it, cash the check quickly so it doesn't bounce. Um, <laughs> but Saturday Night Live used to do this thing called comedy and it was funny. And they used to hire like really talented people to be on it. Yes. And back in 1977, there was a skit about the Coneheads. Yes. And because 16 you know, years later. Because you'll notice, <laughs> uh, hindsighters, for those of you who haven't, that a lot of SNL sketches have turned into movies. Not all of them should have. Uh, no. This is one that, you know, probably could have taken a pass. For instance, Night at the Roxbury. That turned into a full-blown movie. Yeah. Uh, Jim Carrey even guest starred in one of their sketches uh, when he hosted. Well, I mean, I think the SNL movies, I think it began with the Blues Brothers, which wasn't yeah, technically. Yeah, was sketch first turned into a movie? I, I don't think that's really technically an SNL movie. I don't think Lauren Michaels directed it or uh, produced it. 
It just happened yeah, to be. Yeah, did produce Coneheads. Two, so. yeah. two, two people on SNL, but yeah, they, yeah. that was independent. They, uh, that was their musical career. They, yeah. They decided to break out into music. Then so that was Dan Aykroyd, top of his game. And John Belushi. Yeah, and John Belushi, yeah. They were on uh, a mission from God. I think the first real SNL movie then would probably be Wayne's World. Because yeah, Wayne's okay. World paved the way for this movie. Okay. Um, and I think they, they said, well, Wayne's World, they turned a skit into a movie and it was a big success. And we're going to do a sequel and, you know, let's offer Lauren Michaels another movie. Yeah. And this is this was what the, we got. Yeah. The afterbirth, we'll call it. Yeah. The yeah. after cone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, oh. I went there. Anyway, uh, we see our first real star, I would say, at the motel. Mm -hmm. Because we haven't seen anybody famous besides Dan Aykroyd and uh, Jane Curtin yet. And Uh, Seinfeld had been going now for five years. Since 89, so uh, so four years. So, I mean, it couldn't have been cheap to get both Michael Richards and Jason Jason Alexander. Yeah, I mean, this was not in his McDonald's commercial days. No, Seinfeld was in its heyday. So they were actually, you know, household names by this point. Yeah. And I even texted you guys to, you know, no response. I was like, yeah, leave it to Kramer to just take it at face value that these cone-shaped people show up in his motel and throw nickels at him to pay for their room. And, you know, the movie starts with them crashing on earth and they go to a motel like you said and i think this is the scene also besides just the cone-shaped ufo that was a bad big uh, red flag this scene bugged me and it bugged me again today because my reaction was you're going to be doing this the whole movie aren't you doing you're going to be talking like this oh yeah the high and doing bits like this yeah for the whole movie yeah And it's funny when it, it's like you said, if it had been sort of sprinkled throughout, but it become it becomes this sort of... Uh, trope. Yeah, trope. That's a great word for it, where they or just... Or sh- they say, a trope. Trope. Yes. Trope, trope. Uh, for instance, the first instance that I noticed was when they were describing money, uh, because they have to pay for the room that they're renting, so... Uh, yeah. Primat busts the Pepsi machine to get actual human currency to pay for their motel room and what Currency discs. It. Uh, no, yeah. uh, metallic tender discs. Tender discs, yeah, tender discs. <laughs> and that's what she calls it. She just flings a bunch of coins at him. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, that'll work. Yeah. And there you go. So. Back in the day when you could get a hotel like that. No shit. And, and no no is, driver's license. Nothing. No nothing. They didn't yeah. ask any questions. Well, and this is one of those movies, and I wrote this down, assuming Ha, 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 It's funny. He just ate soap. And he's about to eat <laughs> toilet paper. Ha, he's, he's an alien, and he doesn't know what... Well, yeah. this is why movies like this used to fly, because remember uh, how John Mulaney says, oh, why was Back to the Future considered a family rompish kind of movie? Because it still has silly moments, but not nearly as silly as Coneheads, I'll admit. But this is how families could go to this movie together, because it was silly enough to entertain the children, but funny on a level that some ways the kids wouldn't understand it. So it was still considered a family-friendly movie. Yeah, rated PG-13. And it's like the kids are laughing at Dan Aykroyd eating soap and toilet paper, but the yeah. adults are laughing at the fact that he's using condoms as a chewing gum source. Or that so. she's reading, you know, the, the Gideon Bible yeah, and laughing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that she's yeah. getting her sex tips from House and Garden. Oh, <laughs> so. good housekeeping or house? Good and- housekeeping? Oh, okay. Is that what it was? I wrote it down. So yeah. yeah, it was good housekeeping. Okay. Good call, Adam. Oh, is that where you get your sex tips? Oh, is that actually, why you knew? That's why <laughs> I knew it so well. Oh, and, and, okay. Uh, okay, so bowling... Never comes up again in this movie, but golf comes up a lot. Right. Golf is, Wouldn't it have made sense to have him watching golf on TV, and that would have sort of tied things in down the road? 
Yeah. That, oh, Sinbad. Sinbad is also Sinbad's in it. Sinbad's in it. Yeah. And, and Eddie Griffin. <laughs> yeah. Eddie Griffin. Uh, lots of lots of. Stars. Well, I didn't think was even born back then, but I guess these guys are all getting old, aren't yeah. they? Well, I mean, and they actually cut scenes like Brian Doyle Murray was in it and his scene got cut. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, well, Bill Murray, the 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 character that um, Chris Farley plays. Ronnie. Uh, Ronnie. Ronnie. Yeah. Ronnie was a character in in one of the original Conehead uh, sketches. sketches. Um, and Bill Murray played him. Uh. And then when they when they made the movie, they were like, well, you know, Bill Murray can't play a teenager anymore. Uh, He's and, a bit old for that by nineteen Yeah, and I think Bill Murray probably also was. Mm, Even Chris mm. Farley was a little old to be playing a teenager yeah. back in yeah, 1993. Yeah, he was pushing it. So yeah. that's, I know that's kind of a trope with movies, but it's usually reserved for like the Luke Perry's, the Paul Walkers of the world, who you yeah. know have that youthful look about them, and they're kind of the cool guy. But Chris Farley, that's the hunk that you're chasing after, the loser mechanic who's well, and getting drunk on the job. Yeah, I, I see. I was trying to figure that out if the joke there, or not the joke, but if the logic was that she's obviously the daughter who is astonishingly hot, except Connie. for Connie. Connie. Michelle um, Burke. Yeah. Michelle Burke, who yeah, was in Dazed movie. and Confused. Yeah, yeah those are the two roles that she's primarily known for, but this movie is introducing yeah. Michelle Burke. Uh, and Parker Posey's actually in the movie, too. I saw her, yeah, yes. very, very small part. I missed that. Yeah. It went, went was all she one of the ditzy friends? She was one of her friends. Oh, okay. She's the one in the middle, I think, in the back of the car. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I love Parker Posey. I, but I think that the bit, or the logic was supposed to be that she was unique in her appearance. And so she's not going to go for, like, you know, the, well, that she's not being hunted by all guys. the other guys. And well, so too. he's got a shot with her and he's good enough to he sees, you know, that if you just do this <laughs> and cut yeah. off, you know, it's put, like, a, put a nice hat. Wow. Look at them knockers. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's built cute. So I, yeah. I see the as a teenager, you're willing to overlook a lot. Oh, yeah. If you're going to get what you're looking yeah. for. Yeah. Kind of thing. Oh, my. But but I think the bowling part was because they were shaped like little cone heads yeah. that. Oh, I didn't put that yeah. together. Okay. Uh, because they remember? both scream, don't they, when they uh, well, yeah. when they see the pins getting knocked down? And then they're in the supermarket, and what, what are those things? The, the eggplants? Eggplant. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. See, I was talking they to Jason scared. about that off camera. Right. I was like, I heard the wife scream, but I didn't really understand why she was upset. But okay, I guess they're kind of conical right? shapes. Right, very so. conical shapes. But yeah, so the it's not just that the their ship crashes, they fail their recon mission, and they're a little worried about approaching, what do they call him, like the the supreme leader? Yeah, whatever. Dave but, Thomas. Dave Thomas. Yeah. And, and, and uh, Phil Harmon. They're talking to Phil, Phil Harmon. Yeah. He's like their yeah. direct supervisor. And <laughs> they get their communication device fixed, and he lets them know how upset that, you know, their planet leader is going to be upset. He's going to be so angry that we're not sending a cruiser back for you for seven zeros, and they never determine exactly how long that is. You determine it's yeah. probably like 20-ish years because, uh, well, no, about 18 because the wife is pregnant with a baby right now. Yeah. Yes. And they come and send, uh, like, a, well, no, it's not even the same ship that they say they're going to send in seven no, it, does, <laughs> don't it doesn't don't fucking matter. For logic, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Just leave it, leave it at seven zeros. Sorry, I keep kicking you. I apologize. And, no, well, okay. yeah, the, the, the time doesn't matter. <laughs> the other thing that, that uh, jumps out pretty quickly is okay. It's a fish out of water story and that's good, you know, um, but they try to like shoehorn all the fish out of water stuff in really, really quickly and then make and them they run out of room. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then move on to 
what was the heart of the SNL sketches, which was them as pretending to be a normal suburban family. And I think they could have cut out like 30%. And, oh, and, and it had more of them, like, because that you think about it, what was funny on, on SNL, it was the stuff as them as a suburban family. Right. That's only the second half of the movie. Yeah, like with them laying in the bed that's actually standing vertically yeah. in their living room. And, you know, and it's, there's so much uh, suspension of disbelief from every single character who isn't a conehead because they're just like, oh, they're weird looking. And they just sort of drop anchor there. Nobody yeah. really asks any hard and fast questions except for Michael McKean, Seedling. Yeah. Agent Seedling, who he, is he, part of the INS. And so he's trying to hunt down because uh, Adam Sandler sells uh, this ID to Beldar de Ciccio. And apparently has sold this ID approximately five or six times yeah, because exactly. uh, the guy keeps popping up in the INS folders where David Spade and Michael McKean are hunting him down. And they're like, wasn't he Samoan last time, boss? And so he keeps changing IDs every couple of years and reselling them. But uh, now Beldar is under examination from the INS. So Yeah. And there was one decent line about that where Michael McKean, because uh, he's up for a promotion and the one thing stymieing that is the fact that he blew $250,000. Yeah, Kevin Nealon did not like that. Yeah, Kevin, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Subliminal was not so subliminal yeah. about upset, how upset he was about that. But, um, yeah, so Beldar's on the run from the INS, and the reason why uh, they don't involve the Air Force once they find out that Beldar is possibly an alien from another planet because he finds out that the... The threads in his, what do they call him, Mardi Gras clothes yeah. <laughs> are not from this earth. And he's like, sir, doesn't that make them, you know, the Air Force's responsibility? And he's like, no, they're trying to work in the United States. Yeah. So they're When mine. they try to get a job, it's a <laughs> That's when they belong to the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and we should talk about the, the villain plot because I actually thought that was the best part of the movie was David Spade and Michael McCain. David Spade playing the exact same character that he played in every movie in the 90s. Uh, specifically Just Shoot Me. He reminded me a lot of oh, him yeah. from Just yeah, Shoot yeah, Me. Yeah. Uh, which Bitch. made me think of Laura San Giacomo, which made me stop thinking about the movie. The same so, you, know. <laughs> you went away. But no, I, I think that... Um, with Julia Roberts. Yeah, so, so Michael McKean uh, plays the INS agent Seedling. Seedling, yeah. And David Spade plays his sycophantic lackey who is who is attached himself a la a you know remora to a shark yeah. and he's going to ride that career you know as far up as he can and, and i actually i don't know i mean i like david spade and I, I love michael mckean so i think those scenes were less stupid and less bit heavy and they were more based on you know writing funny dialogue i mean they weren't great but the actual I, like talents of those individual actors they both fit that wheelhouse yeah, pretty well yeah yeah i see where you're going with that you know when i watched happy days with lenny and squiggy michael mckeon oh, yeah. was lenny and i swore that i thought squiggy was going to go much further than lenny i thought he was funnier he was bigger and why was i wrong what did he ever do not much after that cuz they were then he got sick. They were on. Died, but yeah, well, yeah, that'll. Wah, that's that's wah. a career ender right yeah, there. That, yeah. Right. Well, not for some artists. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Look at Andy Kaufman. I mean, look true. at look at Prince. Yeah. Tupac. Uh, Carrie Fisher. She's yeah. been in, in in two movies. Four Star Wars movies. <laughs> she's been in. She's, she, she's been in two damn movies. Uh, you know, <laughs> after, uh, after after being after dead. dead. Well, you know, she was. Just faked she was alive when they made Rogue One, right, I think. Right. But they just so they put her in as you know, young Carrie Fisher. Uh, although I don't know, I have to look it up. She Oddly might have been dead enough, for that the only, too. The only character that really died has been <laughs> featured a little bit more than Harrison Ford. 
Whereas, you know, Martin, oh, yeah. spoiler alert, the two characters that die in the story, you know, they're still around in real yeah. life. So, uh, yeah, they just they don't want to have anything to do with it anymore. Yeah. Um, How about that? I think it was just Harrison, Harrison Ford that's yeah, Harrison he specifically Ford, yeah. asked to be done, but I don't think Mark Hamill asked for that. I think that just sort of came about naturally. Um, unless I'm mistaken. I don't know. Uh, what we're talking about. No, Lenny and Squiggy. Lenny and Squiggy is yeah. what we're talking about. Uh, Michael McKean, for those of you who, who are you know, who don't know. And I can understand that because, you know, he so hasn't really. Who's okay. Between Lenny and Squiggy, who's the, who is the Schlemiel and who's the Schlemazel? I don't remember. Because do you guys know the, the difference between a Schlemiel and a I don't Schlemazel? Help me out. No, I don't. Yeah. Uh, a Schlemiel is the person who spills their soup at a party. Okay. The Schlemiel. Yeah. Got the Schlemiel it. spills their soup at a party. The Schlemazel is the person upon uh, whom, whom the soup, the soup is soup. spilled? Yes, exactly. Thank you for finishing. I'm more familiar with the Haas and Pfeffer Incorporated, yeah. actually. That's just me. Anyway, yeah, but Michael McKean, uh, famous for, of course, uh, Spinal Tap. Yes. Uh, best in show. Best in show. Yeah, he's he's been in a few. Waiting for Guffman. Yeah. That? Yes. Uh, that was good. Yes. That was good. Best in show was good, too. Actually, all of those. They're um, all great. For the oddest reason, and I know they're very different actors, so laugh if you want, but I always like had the same vibe from him and um, uh, the principal, the dad from Beetlejuice, the principal from Ferris Bueller, Jeffrey Jeffrey Jones. Yeah, I always got a similar vibe from. I almost said Jared from Subway. Why did I do that? (laughs) I lost a lot of weight (laughs) eating those sandwiches. What's the connection between those two? (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's like it seems like that serendipitous. So interesting. Weird, but yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Actually, I I think you're totally correct. They play similar characters. I want to say like kind of crotchety, authoritarian kind of guys. Every yeah. I always just got similar vibes. I knew they were different actors and they look very different from each other, but Oh, John Lovitz, we forgot to mention. Oh yeah, John Lovitz. Yeah. yeah. The radio. Yeah. The great John Lovitz. Yes. Cigarette? No, thank you. I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to the cigarette. <laughs> cigarette? Prepare to be smoked. <laughs> Did you guys ever watch The Critic? No. Oh, it was The Critic in my opinion is the precursor to modern grown-up uh animation you know like i rick and morty and um south park and family guy they owe a lot to john lovitz because his show the critic which i think only made it it might have gone two seasons it was on abc um and he played a film critic and so it was it was great because it enabled him you know, the show could have clips from, you know, current popular movies, which at the time was like Jurassic Park mm-hmm. um, and, you know, actors from current movies. So you got Schwarzenegger and people like that in there. Uh, but it was like the original adult comedy series. And it's largely forgotten. And I think that's a shame. And John Lovitz was great in it. OK. Yeah. It, it's it's super. Well, he was in his prime here. He was the best, you know, the pathological liar. Oh, yeah. And it's I just loved that. This, okay, so we're we're at the scene where where he's at the uh, Beldar is at the dentist and he's he's because uh, what does Sinbad tell him that he has to look good, be his own boss, uh, yeah. to make it in America, and starting with those teeth, because Beldar, teeth yeah, and uh, Primat have very sharp conical teeth, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. and so he has to get them capped, not capped. Uh, what does he do? I don't know. He gets some flat. Yeah, capped. Capped. Yeah, capped so yeah. that they look like normal humanoid teeth. 
Yeah, but you know, and then, which turns out to be treason. Spoiler alert on yeah, his home planet of Rimulac of all the crimes he could commit. Yeah, giving your supreme leader a condom as gum is not treason, but damn, if you alter your teeth, you're yeah. in trouble on Rimulac. So watch out. Uh, yeah. Uh, God, this movie sucks. I hate to give. Well, the, what I was going to say though about, about the uh, uh, the what you call it the uh, the the dentist ep- uh, scene with John yes. Lovitz is that I know you got to suspend disbelief, and I know it's a silly movie, but if a dentist walks in and a guy has three rows of top teeth and they're all sharp and he can open his mouth so big that you can fit a you know a nitrous mask inside, <laughs> and he's just okay. And just that's what I'm saying. Everybody around them is just like, shrug. I guess Bill's fifty thousand right. dollars, you know, because well, like well, a grand a tooth. They are they are close to New York City where you can almost do whatever you want. Dress in any that's clothes. True. Have you could be the elephant man and people won't even give you a second look. That's true. OK. That's what I, I love about New York. You can New walk, York in the 90s. You can walk around and just like talk to yourself and scream. And people just like you're just a normal guy isn't now, that a game you used to play jason where like, that's how you determined if somebody was like rich or homeless or something oh yeah <laughs> well no we yeah we would in brooklyn especially that's that's the game we play it's you know you are see somebody is it, are they are they homeless or a tech billionaire exactly the same. and you could do a game show because you would take you know like Okay, you get 10 questions to ask this. Any 10 questions? I have no idea. <laughs> like, uh, do you like ice cream? Is it artisanal? Tech billionaire. Right, that's right. Got that's it. Right. My I husband won. creates artisanal ice creams for a living. Our budget is $40 <laughs> yeah. billion. Dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, so David Spade is doing his little suck-up routine, and you see that throughout the movie where the other agents might find an important clue, and he's like, oh, oh, don't bother Seedling. Uh, he's in a bad mood right now, and then he turns around and takes credit for whatever <laughs> agent's work it was. Which I, I like. I just think he's clever. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a it's Yeah, a I just think he's, yeah. David Spade's just smarter than all those guys. He is. And it pays off, too, because, like, the only bit that I did sort of enjoy was how at the end David he Spade, he, yeah, up. he ingratiates he becomes, himself to the ruler of Remulac. <laughs> you know, he's like, no, 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 end, yeah, he's having uh, a bad day. Let me oh, give it to him. There's Drew Carey. Yep, oh, Drew Carey. Once and, an Eddie Haskell, always an yes, Eddie Haskell. Yeah, yeah you know, that's oh, for sure. Wow. That's a dated reference right there. <laughs> well, I mean, we've already done uh, Happy Days. Shlemiel and, and Shlemazelin. Laverne and Shirley. I taught you something about Laverne and you Shirley. You did. Thank yes. you very much. I learned something new every time. I'm the here. more you know. And I felt like he was <laughs> yeah, going, like his house, like does Deadpool live next door? I think so. Yeah, they're in Deadpool's neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, I think sure. they're in the same neighborhood. <laughs> also, that's what taxi cabs looked like in 1993. Three. I remember. Yeah. Oh wow. Not the fifties. No. <laughs> they look like like look at police cars from the nineties, and you think, no, no, they they didn't look like that. <laughs> yeah, they did. Well, if you watch the show Taxi, I'm like, really? They still were that big and the, the yeah, see, they're huge. <laughs> and then they yeah. got past that. And now you got to squeeze into them. It's not comfortable. Now we have to get suffer through the. Uh, the she's the having a baby. Yeah, the birthing scene. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Uh, so we can just scoot right past that if we feel like I it. I think well, I'm okay with that. It was the birthing part. I had to avert my gaze. Yeah, there's yeah. basically a monsoon, uh, and Connie's born. I, I averted my gaze during the, uh, the sex scene in the second half of the movie. Oh, yeah, I, I did avert that, too. Yeah, that, that was... Well, I paid attention because I've never gotten sex tips from, you know, good housekeeping. <laughs> good housekeeping. And I, I thought I could learn a thing or two, but I was wrong. Really? Did you see the way she was dressed, though? It was kind of sexy. 
Oh, okay, like, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. That's good she to know. She was dressed like uh, Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> or Marge Simpson. I couldn't remember well, which one. Well, the, the wig was very Marge Simpson because it had to cover her cone. <laughs> right. So. Well, before we, because uh, we're a couple minutes uh, out from a break, but, you know, speaking of looking good, one of the SNL people that I had a crush on, uh, Jan Hooks. Jan Hooks. Um, yeah. She's in this. And she, you know, they have her made up. You know, not uh, super attractive in this, but she, but I love Jan Hooks. And it's very interesting a connection between Jan Hooks and Georgia. She's actually buried like an hour from where we're sitting right now. Uh, she died yeah. tragically young. She was like 51, 52 right. years old when she died. She had cancer. Pretty tough life yeah, decisions following yeah. the cancer, though, uh, from what I understand. Yeah, she, she did not want to give up drinking and smoking. And she pretty much decided, well, I can lose my entire throat. Or yeah, I can take yeah take my throat out, or I can just do what I'm doing until I go. And yeah, because it's not like she was giving up her fame in order to, uh, you know, pursue smoking and drinking. I think she was at the end of her prime anyway. Yeah. So well, and it was really touching too because uh, Jan Hooks, uh, when Phil Hartman died, you remember- told us this story. <clears throat> yeah, and I, I want to hear yeah. it again. Well, yeah, but I just remember her breaking down in tears on yeah. the SNL tribute, and they had that lovely video. Of, of Phil Hartman and Jan Hooks dancing. Mm-hmm. And it's like now that you know, we've, we've lost them both now. Right. You know? yes. And on that bombshell of a note, we need to take a break. <laughs> yes, and we need to skip past uh, all the birth and team. Yeah, pass. Hard pass. I'm attempting to, but oh God, my remote's not letting me skip. Hopefully the internet will go down at the most strategic batteries. moment possible. There you go, 10 seconds. Skip 10 se- Ah, there we go. Okay. All right, well, uh, Hindsighters, we will be back in about one second. And we're back yes, we uh, to this wonderful Wonder Years type montage. Where what would you do if I sang? Oh, wait. No, they're not doing that. <laughs> would <laughs> you cone up and walk out on me? That's oh, how bad that yeah. trope is. No, that could have made it in the movie. It probably Yeah, have. that could have made it in the movie. Because they changed the lyrics. Let's, let's talk a little bit about Dan Aykroyd. Let's. Um, I, I've always had a... Big soft spot for Dan Aykroyd. I thought you were going in a very different direction with that. No, um, he's, I like Dan Aykroyd a lot, and I want that absolutely clear. The fact that he's in this movie and it sucks doesn't make me, you know, think any less of him. It bought him his summer home in Malibu. Yeah, yeah. That's really the It was a paycheck. Yeah. The thing I've always thought was coolest about Dan Aykroyd, though, was that he's totally into the paranormal. Like, he's a big believer in the paranormal. Yes, he, you have mentioned that in the yeah. past. Um, and, you know, he, he he has a house or he had a house that had a, a studio in the basement. And, like, the house used to be owned by an opera singer. And he said that the ghost of the opera singer. Yeah, would doesn't like he do, st- like, seances and stuff? I, he might. He might, Yeah. Uh, and he's got a show. I don't know what the name of it is, but I know he has a fairly recent show that's a paranormal you know, true paranormal show. Oh, that... sorry to interrupt, but Egos, you guys, remember those? <laughs> well, they're still out there. Oh, I know yeah. they are, and they've got so many variations, kind of like Lego. Pop-Tarts. My, My Ego, yeah. Oh, and they actually have Lays, not Let's. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of funny. And they're having the Pleasantville breakfast. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, of you course, know. a ham steak. Yeah. And the mom even asks, like, would you like some... Some sort of charred animal <laughs> to go with your <laughs> breakfast or something. Yeah, like and it's that. funny because they keep they call the eggs chicken fetuses in this one, but on SNL uh, they called them aborted chicken fetuses. Yeah, <laughs> so they changed which, that for which the movie. Was talking about fried chicken and how he was like, think about 
fried chicken and how it's prepared. It's the animal that you slaughtered along with the, it's embryo. Sorry, the, the daughter's on screen, so I'm just using my hand to block the top <laughs> of her head. Oh, you want to see what she would look like. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Just imagine her with a princess hat. Oh, wait. You we don't get have that to later. later in the movie. Do a little twirl. Wee. What is that? She got a tattoo on her on her comb. It's just a decal. Everybody's wearing them. It's not a real tattoo, Dad. Was that a thing? Were people wearing decals in the 90s? I don't remember Big that. tattoos, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Like middle school, they were really popular because you could get the press on ones. Yeah. Especially during the summer when you were wearing shorts and bathing suits and stuff. Okay, yeah, I, I guess that that didn't make it down to Louisiana. I, I don't, I don't remember that being a thing. Girls had to get their pretend tramp stamps somewhere, Jason. I mean, we all didn't have the budget to get real ones. Whatever happened to the simple white T-shirt? <laughs> oh, yes. Now that you mentioned, <laughs> you know, it. tank top. That's not a T-shirt. <laughs> whatever. It's what a John it McClane something. level tank top. <laughs> I think she white wears it better. Uh, well, she uh, fills yeah, it out I, a little yeah. bit better than he does. Yes. I, Viva la difference. <laughs> um, but even conehead teenagers are like regular teenagers. Yeah. I mean, almost Anatomy identical. Wise. Yeah. yeah. Well, except and in their one, behavior. Except for one noticeable difference that we see with Dan Aykroyd in the showers at the club. Oh, yeah. That they don't have asses. <laughs> they they have, have two ports. They have, they have two have, nodules yeah. on, like, <laughs> on the back. Their, the top of their butts, but like they don't have an actual ass crack. Yeah. It, <laughs> It, but they've got a large no, colostomy it, bag in the front. Yeah, it, but like it's almost it goes back to Pleasantville. It's like okay, do they? How do they excrete waste? They have they, they, they take it in through their mouths, but where does it come out? They, they, they have, burn it completely. Yeah, they they have comedy biology. Well, you gotta wonder if that was one of the cut scenes. It's just like okay, do they? Is there any payoff for the fact that the coneheads don't have asses? You never know because they must have cut that out of the movie. I I think that was just. We need it. We a need quick a gag side here. Gag. Yeah, we need we need a gag. joke here. There's no joke in this scene. Put a joke in there. Okay. No, but we were talking about the Pleasantville breakfast that uh, what's her name Primat serves, and it. Uh, what was the comedian that was talking about fried chicken? Because it's like you're slathering the dead animal with the embryo of its child, and it's like, that's not a meal. That's a vendetta. <laughs> <laughs> Aborted chicken fetuses. Yeah, yeah and, exactly. And uh, what do they call the bacon? Uh, like. Like swine flesh, swine, yeah, you know, swine ropes or something. Yeah. I don't know, like slaughtered animal jerky. Whatever, whatever. it doesn't. It, 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 none of none of this matters. What other movie was Jason Alexandra with a big, with a big uh, shallow howl? I think he had a, a wig like that. It must uh, have been I think it was thing. a really bad wig. It was yeah. this one. I mean, it's obviously a wig, but in shallow howl, it's a lot better wig. Yeah. I think he gets plugs in shallow howl. Is oh, what it is. I don't okay. think it's a wig. Any, uh, oddly enough, we're yeah, just talking about Parker, Parker Posey right there in oh, the middle. You can't there. miss Parker Posey. Parker Posey makes coffee. Have either of you ever seen a movie called House of Yes? No. No. Okay. Have you ever seen the movie called get, You've Got uh, get it. Uh, get it on Prime and watch it. It's, a, it's, a, it's definitely worth watching. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to leave it at that. People who have seen it will know what I'm talking about. Well, it's, it's worth watching. We just passed a scene that plays up as payoff but there's not really a ton to it so you hear a song called tainted love by soft cell Mm -hmm. and it's the hit of the neighborhood and all the kids are singing it and it drives dan Aykroyd crazy because he takes his daughter and her you know silly friends to the mall and they're all screaming the song on the way there and there's some you know payoff somewhat to the song because dan Aykroyd ends up uh distracting the rain core on (sighs) With the song, but it's just a distraction. I mean, he, it is. He has payoff. He could have gone. No, but I mean, the song wasn't really all that relevant. He could have been like, "Hey, 
animal, like yelled at it, anything, and it would have been like, oh, there's that thing I'm trying to eat. But he sings the song, and he's just like, eh, eh, tainted love. And yeah, he I turns mean, around and looks at him. That's yeah, Je- Jeff Jeff Goldblum didn't have to sing tainted love to distract the dinosaur. You know? <laughs> he just had to wave a stick. Yeah, Ian freeze. A, he had to wave a flare. Yeah. Um, he he didn't stop to think if he should. That was right. the problem. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Jeff. Anyhow, yeah. uh, we no, meet Ronnie no. at yeah. the shop. <clears throat> well, I was going to say, what else has Connie, uh, besides, the, okay, I mean, is no, that, I it, up is that the, pretty much it? That's no, primarily well, what she's, she's, she's done quite a few, but it's mostly bit roles on TV shows okay. and things Right, like I'm saying the two biggest roles right. she had were those. Yep, yep. God, I haven't see, seen that. See, that's the thing, she'll always years. be the high school girl. Yeah. She stays the same age. All right, all right, all right. And yeah, she falls for Chris Farley. The dumbass But mechanic. he's a bad boy. He drank on the job. Oh. Come on. It makes him a, what is a, the guy from Carnival of Souls? It makes him a happy oh. working man. Oh. <laughs> oh. To drink oh, on the God. Linden. Yeah. Linden. Linden. He's the Linden of the Coneheads universe. Oh, God, don't, no. No, Ronnie's no, no Linden. No, he, he's because he starts, he puts the moves on Connie when she's not ready in the car. Yeah, so but he, he doesn't do a Cosby like, on her. He doesn't. <laughs> He's not roofing her coffee. Yeah, he's not roofing her coffee at nine in the morning. I heard your alarm go off, so I knew you'd be awake. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, Uh, Welcome. I just crossed over the universe. Crisscross. So Lyndon, what you're saying is Lyndon is Ronnie's father. So Ronnie is the the love child of um oh god, what was her name? Lyndon and Blondie. No, because Lyndon never technically existed. Uh, yeah, so... Oh, no. yeah, that's true. Sorry, okay. this one doesn't pan out. Damn. Sorry, Jason. Because Lyndon was never a real guy. Because you got to watch Carnival of Souls and find out why that is, hindsighters. Actually, I think I think he looks more like the preacher who told her her music was obscene. <laughs> Have you Maybe. no reverence? Yes. Well, he doesn't exist either. Uh, we think. Pretty much yeah, no one in that movie think. exists. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going with my hypothesis. Damn, what was, it, what was the actress's name? That's going to drive me nuts. Beverly, um, mm-hmm. Beth, uh, well, let's find out. You guys talk about Coneheads. We'll yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk chat. about Coneheads. Um, There's the, the symbol, the iconic Conehead symbol yeah. on his keys. Which that's, he, that's how they find them later. Cause yeah. It's in, it's in one of their advertisements. And I think that's part of the problem with a movie like this is that it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Hilligard. Hillegas, Hillegas. Yeah. Uh, it, it doesn't make any sense to a point that. Hang on, the daughter's on screen. <laughs> oh yeah, and she just hoovers a foot long right. sandwich. So I oh, figured that was that every w- man's fantasy. Yeah, yeah, that would be it. Well, y- y- you know, women say that, but you know, um, I've heard men say that too. Oh They're God, like, it's like whenever... Roger Rabbit special effects. <laughs> it really is bad. <laughs> no, yeah. I've heard men say like if women are eating anything resembling like a banana or something long and cylindrical, they're like, oh yeah, I'll pay attention to that. I mean, uh, yeah, sort of, except for the, you know, chewing it up and consuming it apart. <laughs> well, I mean, a know. sandwich doesn't really fit that. With a banana, I can sort of see it, but with a, yeah, with a Subway sandwich. What do you at home think? Yeah. yeah that's that's what we need. <laughs> Text Speaking of Speaking of penis jokes. Um, yeah. Eggplant. Lois Griffin screams in the grocery store. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is, oh, sorry, this movie. Jane Curtin, I think, almost gets overshadowed in this movie, which is a shame because... You know, I mean, she's just as much Coneheads as oh, Jane yeah, Ackroyd. Yeah. And, and Jane Curtin was, is so wonderful. Um, 
He's five years older than Dan Aykroyd, by the way. Really? Mm-hmm. You trying uh, to cougar shame over here? Uh, just a little bit, maybe. <laughs> she was born in 47. No, he was born in 52. The woman who plays Jason Alexander's wife, mm-hmm. she's not SNL. I don't remember her from anything. No. I have no okay. idea who she is. I didn't think so. And see, you know, I thought they were making like, you know, she sees an eggplant and is like, is it a, is it a sex thing? Is it? Well, no, I thought it was like Adam a dead, a this. dead, a dead cone head or something. Like oh, how pins. he saw the pins getting knocked down during bowling. And yeah. then it's like, these oh, there's, inanimate there's cones. Jan Hooks. Yeah. And she's hitting on Dan Aykroyd and I love their interaction. So, uh, basically she's trying to steal Mr. Conehead away from Mrs. Conehead and, uh, she keeps coming to his driver's ed class over and over again under the guise of just, oh, I'm just not ready to take that driver's test, Eldar. <laughs> I just can't do it. And he, she smooches on him pretty heavily in the car, and he's like, it is natural that you would have feelings for your driving instructor when uh, when my leader returns. I will, basically, he tells her he's going to whitelist her. <laughs> yeah, she goes on the safe list. Yeah. 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 Yes. She will not be harmed. I just took you off the whitelist, and the kill bots are live. <laughs> Yeah, see, and I think, again, that's another weakness to the movie is that it has this whole subtext of, you know, the Coneheads want to invade Earth and enslave Earth and everything. But it's like, it's so that just... never comes full circle either. Not well, really. I mean, they, they try to invade at the end. They send the Armada. No, they don't try. They That's a whole... It's a ruse, you big dumb idiot, because that's no, how they get to live on Earth. No, no, I know, but they are taking the steps. They're moving forward with their plan to invade. Yeah, they, they had an Armada, but then Beldar... Yeah, he tricked the him into... He tricks yeah. them. Beldar tricks the Armada that's into leaving. That's what just said. No, I know, but you. But you it does they, come full circle, though, because they do actually try to invade. That's the end of the movie. So it comes back around. But he it, stops them from invading. Right. I, but if they never tried to invade, circle broken. They tried to invade, but are thwarted. Yeah. Full circle. It, it brought okay. it around, so it wrapped it Fine. up. Yeah. <laughs> Two against up. one. Yeah. But, but, the whole, but the whole thing is, though, <laughs> Tower of Power? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You you brought it up earlier. Makes me off think camera. Of, yeah, which makes it more interesting. Yeah, because what were you we comparing it to? Oh, thirst trap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I <laughs> we were having a term today, insiders. Because Darth had never heard thirst trap before, and she wondered if it was similar to Tower of Power. No, I because I learned a lot of let's just say interesting terms from the boys on yes, the show. Yes, we do. We try to and, educate. Uh, is that what you want to call it? Yeah, you know. I learned uh, off the streets. During my education. Mom and dad are not going to teach you this stuff. Uh, No. Hopefully not. Typically not. No, but I've learned uh, quite a few interesting terms uh, on this show, Hindsiders. And today, Jason enlightened me as to thirst trap. And I asked if it's worse than Tower of Power. I didn't. Yeah, and I said no. I was like, do I want to look this up or is it worse? And you said it it wasn't. No, it's it's not worse than Tower of Power. I learned something today. So there you go. Yeah, you guys at home, you have Google. Google Use it. it. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Google the box. Right. So we have we have a scene that uh, is coming up now where um, Ronnie goes full Linden. Yeah, but it's 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 like well, we need to have some conflict between them. So just have one of the characters have Ronnie just like try to you know kind of force himself on her. Yeah. Sort of, and but well, then it, the but then he like says he's sorry. Face. Yeah, but he, but then he says he's sorry. So it's fine. I think he sincerely likes her. Oh, he does. Yeah. He does. yeah. Oh, he definitely does. Well, because he even approaches her dad. So uh, he kind of goes a little too far for Connie's taste. And uh, she's like, oh, yeah, dad was right. Earth, Earthling boys only want one thing. And so really Dan Aykroyd basically uh, turns into a can opener and rips the, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the of his shit his box. <laughs> uh, and he, you know, if he basically said if he wasn't afraid of being arrested, that he would crush 
Chris Farley's skull and chases him off and the daughter gets mad. And then there's that, I guess, uh, you know, as the father of a daughter, you can explain this dynamic to me. Uh, Dan Aykroyd thinks he's doing good by his daughter by chasing off the guy who, you know, was going a little too far. And then she gets mad at her dad for chasing off yeah, the skeezy that's, boy. That's normal. Okay. Yeah. yeah, totally normal. And then the mom has to go talk to the daughter and talk her down the ledge or off the ledge rather. And, but Chris Farley runs off, but then he does kind of the noble thing and he goes up to Mr. Conehead later. He's like, Hey, I do really feel bad about what I did to your yeah, daughter. Cause he's a caddy. Yeah, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he shows up on the golf course and he's, he's a, a full-time mechanic and he, yet he's a caddy. Yeah, and he's he's a teenager with multiple jobs. Yeah. I guess is the picture that they're trying to paint. I I really don't know. But yeah. once again, you're looking for logic where there's zero to be right. Found. See, and I think if the movie started about right here, I'd be a lot more favorable to the movie. Yeah, because then you'd be just like the rest of the characters where you're yeah. suspending your own disbelief. And you're well, like, oh, they're just these conehead people. Yeah, and like Connie is a good character. You know, she's yeah. a good actress. It's it's she does a good job. And I, I, I think She has the most substance, I think, of yeah. just about anybody besides Michael McKean. Yeah, and oddly enough the well the, they all get toned all the cone stuff gets toned down a little bit. It's not as just stupid. They tone and, the cone. Yeah. What you're saying, yeah. Um, <laughs> She's sure. sort of like a cone-shaped Alyssa Milano. <laughs> yeah, she's got the denim yeah. look, the very 90s. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. I can see it. I guess if you put a cone on a woman's head, she just looks like Alyssa Milano. <laughs> what are you trying to say, Jason? I don't, I don't care for Alyssa Milano. <laughs> Skank. And they cry green tears. No pay after that. It was almost like snot. Yeah, a little yeah. bit coming out of her eyes. She was eyes careful to want wipe it and close her hands. Well, it's so the 90s, so it must it. be yeah. gack. Do you guys okay. remember that? It was like a toy in the 90s. Uh, and they had it on Nickelodeon where they would spray with the gack if you got a wrong answer on one of their slime. game shows. Yeah, it's, it's green but slime. Then, but then yeah. they made like a toy out of it. It's called gack, and it was like uh, putty almost. Gack actually has a, uh, that's actually a real term in the movie business, though. Gack is if you're, if you're, Doing set decorating, mm-hmm. um, and like you, you're going to do somebody's bedroom or their office, mm-hmm. and you just put stuff to fill it in. Like you put, like you know, oh, put some pictures over there. Put that's gack. Oh, yeah, okay. so you put gack in cool. there, and it just sort of fills out your set. Oh, as yeah. opposed to like tchotchkes or something. Is that different from gack? Well, gack is just you know like filler. Put, yeah, it's filler stuff. Filler. Put I some stuff. That's what tchotchkes were like they just fill the space. Well, yeah, but I mean, like gack can be like pieces of paper and stuff. Oh, okay. Tchotchkes are like little, more little figurines. Yeah, little figurines and stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, so we do have this conflict now between Ronnie and uh, Connie. Uh, Connie. Ronnie uh, and Connie. Connie, the Ronnie conical conehead. <laughs> yeah. Um, wait, I just realized something. This movie takes place in 1993. Yes. So she was, but they 15. had, but in the INS office, they had Ronald Reagan on the wall, who hadn't been president since '88. So maybe he's just an idol. No, no, no. He's got the big picture of Ronald Reagan, a little picture of George Bush. It was like a government thing. Like oh, today, okay. you know, they, they have more official looking. Okay. Yeah, like if you go to the um, EEOC the, office downtown, right. where they always had the president and the vice president sure. picture. I'm like, huh? Who cares? Well, I mean, the movie well, was made just, in 93. It's not necessarily had, set in 93. But they had just left office, 92. They were you know, they were still in, right? No. Reagan uh, was Reagan out in 88. Yeah, right. but they had the big picture of Reagan, so oh. like he's still president. I know. Once I was born, he was like, that's as good as things are going to get. Uh, so 13. I'm out. No, if, but anyway, like you said, it takes 
takes place over 16 years. Could've, oh, could've yeah. No, you're right. That years. makes sense. Yeah. 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 Assuming that she doesn't like age at some weird rate or. Right. And you don't, they don't ever specify if she does, so that's she a might. good point, too. Yeah. Well, that's true, because none of the characters from that phase of their life, like Sinbad doesn't come back. No. Nope. He's, 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 he's gone now for the rest of the movie. So, yeah. It oh. might have been the, the early Indian 80s. landlord. Yeah, that might have been, yeah. The early 80s yeah. when they crashed. That would make sense. It's sort of, so, like, around maybe the time that the skit took, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say logic. I, yeah. No logic can be found. So, yeah, Dan Aykroyd is avoiding Ronnie on the green. Yeah, pay attention to golf. Golf comes back. It's very this, this important. This is set up, and there's payoff with the golf. It's more important than tainted love. Yeah, because he kills the monster with, with golf. Which is, oddly enough, the one thing I took from this movie, because I saw it in theaters uh, when I was about five years old. My parents, Really? Yeah, because I remember I saw it in the, the movie, theater. But I don't remember seeing it. I maybe saw snippets of it on television, but oh, Tom I, Arnold. the one thing I remember from the movie beyond the obvious, oh yeah, they were coneheads from outer space, was they tainted love, and that song actually came on at the grocery store the other day, and I felt incredibly old. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that happens to us all, apparently. Welcome <laughs> to real life. That's right. It just creeps away. Mm-hmm. It does. Oh, uh, Julia, Julia, Julia Sweeney? Yep, yeah. She's, uh, she's a Pat. Yeah, Pat, Pat yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could definitely put up with the cone. Oh my god, just wear <laughs> I could totally. I could little hat. Yeah, put the hat on. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Or not. I, <laughs> you know, whatever. Is there something to brace yourself on? <laughs> well, it's smooth. You could kind of stroke it. I don't know. I think I could probably get into it. Watch. This goes right in the water. Uh, she's super aerodynamic. Yeah, because she's so aerodynamic. Oh, there was Parker Posey again. Yeah. She oh, made yeah. more than one appearance. Oh wow. That's where I saw her. I didn't see her anywhere else. I thought she was just in the audience. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't notice in her in car. this scene. Parker like, Posey. Yeah, I didn't notice well, her in this no, one. No, y'all are saying I, the opposite. You yeah, I know. Her in yeah, the car. he noticed I her saw in the her. audience. But uh, yeah, and Chris Farley's trying to apologize to Connie. Hey, sorry for trying to take advantage of you the other night. We good now? Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's go to prom. So, uh, and that's more or less it. And yeah, no that's out. that's that's the they, move. They go to prom together, and then uh, the Coneheads make it back to Remulac. Well, okay, we should, we should, we should, we need we to should, kind of round it out because there's not a whole lot yeah, else to say the, about the this. INS, the the seedling Michael McKean. Yes, uh, he finally, you know, it's like, okay, we know where they are. Let's go get them. And before they can get them, a ship from Remulac shows up and picks up the car with the cone heads and uh, seedling and uh, David Spade. They grab on. They grab on. Yep. So they all go back to Remulac. Tactical advantage for them changed at the drop of a hat. <laughs> yeah. They had the entire INS chasing after the Coneheads and then suddenly got trash compactor, like, sucked up by yeah. a magnet by aliens and then wound up on a foreign planet. Yeah. Um, and once they're on the planet, uh, Beldar is in trouble. He yes. has to, uh, I can't remember what the phrase is, but he has to face <laughs> They said the, it twice and I, I didn't get Face it. the org or whatever the, it is. The Garthok. Garthok. Um, and this is after, uh, well, Connie gets in trouble because she's trying to lose it uh, with Chris Farley to the Red Hot Chili Peppers in her parents' living room. And you get, there's some sort of joke where they have these sort of rings around their heads, and that's involved in uh, the sex act. That's the from the show. Yeah. That, that's that's it's from Saturday Night Live. Aphrodisiac. Yeah, because well, they, they do a thing in, in SNL where they're like, they're doing like a ring toss yeah, thing, yeah, and they're, yeah. they're oh throwing the rings on their head, and well, it's like even, a sex game. Yeah, and Dan Aykroyd's like, where did you get that? And she's like, your room. <laughs> it's so, it's like, oh my God, don't use your parents' sex toys. That is so, wow. 
Yeah, that would take the edge. Yeah, that would certainly. That would be worse than the cone, I'm telling you. Yeah, I mean, like you're with a girl. It's like, oh, what are we doing? What are we doing? Wait, what? Let me go get this out of my parents' room. Uh, hang on. Is there a sink in there? Oh, my God. <laughs> There's no sink. I want to say aubergine. Not a bumblebee, is it? I wired the damn thing. Anyway, um, we uh, lost Mr. Brown. So, yeah, and this, there's no point to this scene either with the football team. Uh, so, <laughs> Mr. Conehead sets off a firework, and he's being made fun of by one of the other dads of the high school. He's, he's like, like oh, the fire marshal. He's the fire marshal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't notice yeah. that. But he's like, yeah, pretty. And he's in, he's making Mr. Conehead feel <laughs> bad for cheaping out on the fireworks. And he's the fire marshal. He should not want huge fireworks, but he gets basically a nuclear explosion to explode over the well. What, the whatever field, whatever. Uh, to what end? Because nobody's blinded. Nothing happens. Well, whatever Beldar bought, as far as fireworks, was apparently so spectacular that they couldn't even afford to really animate it, it and yeah. show it to it. Yeah. You see it for like a split second. You see this like Death Star explosion, and then that's it. And then you just see people's reactions, and oh. you and it's like waiting. When's the camera going to turn around so I can see it? I thought of both of you because every couple has been through this uh, conversation. That <laughs> oh, yeah. Prime Matter having because she's reading Cosmo and he's like, oh, your breathing's erratic. What's wrong? And it's that typical conversation where she's like, what would you do if I died, honey? And he's like, oh, my cone would shrivel and I would die. Well, no, first he, first he says he cremate her. <laughs> yeah. You know, I would cremate you. Uh, and he's like, I would draw the shades and live in the dark. <laughs> I would never leave my slap art or slar uh, pad. Slar pad. Thank you. Me. God, show your ignorance. I would die miserable and lonely. <laughs> the stench would, would be, be great. great. Which actually does show an important piece of you know relationship advice. You know, if your wife or girlfriend ever at well, not girlfriend because they don't have the right to ask you that. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, if your wife asks you that, do a Beldart does in this and lie yes liar liar ass off off. the truth cannot help you in that scenario as proven by a comedian i can't remember his name the same thing if your girl asks you if you could be any animal what would you be whatever animal she says you say the same animal because otherwise you're gonna be in trouble yeah oh yeah yeah again truth not gonna help yeah why don't you want to be a lion with me you want to be an eagle? An yeah. eagle and a lion. Oh, you're just going to fly together. away? <laughs> Go visit well, your eagle want, slut? Women want you to be honest and don't want you to be honest. Right, yeah. All in the same sense. Yeah. We're so. selective about the reality we choose to accept. Uh, Thank I you know, very much. I know. Yeah. Whereas, you know, men... Survival tactic. Are, 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 are you shocked? No, no, the microphone oh. is falling. Okay. I saw yeah, him me. jump. I was yeah. like, oh. You're yeah. welcome. <laughs> 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 Uh, it's, it's, it's weird because it's not a funny movie, but you doing that was funny. <laughs> you know? She yeah. Does, she does it very well. But yeah, so um, the secret to every relationship, Hindsiders, is to lie. Mm-hmm. You're three experts. De- deception and denial was yes. pretty much the key. A careful to... balance of both. You well, have it, to have both. Or else it, it's not somebody once said the key is sincerity. And if you can fake that, you're going to be fine. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, Friends covered it years ago when Chandler got into a fight with one of his girlfriends, Janice, and he's like, oh, she doesn't want me to tell her that she's gained a little weight? No. No, you've got to lie to your girlfriend. Oh, is she prettier than me? No. Does size matter? No. See? And it goes both there ways. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Does this dress make me look fat? Oh. Ooh, loaded question there, gang. No, no. Don't blame the dress. <laughs> no, honey. In fact, you're too skinny. No, it doesn't. You'd look fat in anything. <laughs> Ooh, that's where the truth begins to hurt. 
How many years of marriage before you start talking like that? That's about the 10-year mark. Yeah. <laughs> I have so much to look forward to. Oh, it's, it's what is it? Magical. Oh, it's marriage magical. is going to be very magical. Yeah. No, stop saying that one. But because you guys seem to forget that I'm the girl going into marriage. Mm. I'm going to be the happy one. Josh is going to be the miserable one. No, you're not. <laughs> Neither of you will no, be No, if happy. you were going to be happy, if the woman was happy, the marriage would be fine. <laughs> because literally, in a scenario where a guy has, you know, like a wolverine biting his arm off honey are you okay oh i'm having a wonderful day great See, go I'm ahead buddy eat away but i'm take the arm happy, off <laughs> like I, I i must be you're, sp- you're special like stop eating the pace special or <laughs> no no <laughs> you shall not pay you should happy, happy spouse happy house <laughs> yeah <laughs> we go more by that yeah well, that's true, because, uh, yeah, somebody said that once. It shouldn't be happy wife, happy life. It, it should, should be, be happy, happy spouse, spouse, happy, happy house. house. Yeah. yeah, agreed. Because um, I think I amazed y'all once where I was like, yeah, when Josh comes home in a bad mood or he's worn out, I'm like, why don't you go upstairs and have a quick shower? I'll make dinner and I'll call you when it's ready. No, like, where did you come from? <laughs> why don't you go rub one out, have a shot of tequila, and then come on down, okay? <laughs> so I'll get you, I'll send up a hooker. You know, everything. Yeah. it'll be a great evening. Don't worry. I'll make a snack. But uh, See, that's why sex robots are going to save so many marriages, you know? <laughs> What's well, outsourcing? Oh yeah. yeah, outsourcing. Yeah, it's like I really don't want to do this anymore. Well, then we'll outsource it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh my god, works great. Because <laughs> what is that Ron White joke? I'm a pretty good dog, but if you don't pet me once in a while, it's gonna be hard to keep me under the porch. <laughs> well, ma- well, yeah. Somebody, because I, I saw that once. Uh, somebody said, uh, "Women, if you want your men to be happy, don't yell. Give him good food, and every once in a while, touch his pee pee." And that's, <laughs> that's, it's, pretty it's like formula. we're, we are not complex creatures. Yeah. You get sex and food from us. I mean, that's, that's all you really need. We are super simple. Oh Just God. Yeah. I mean, super, super simple. Yeah. I've Ridiculously noticed. simple. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like any, if you think that we're having a complex emotional or th- put that out no, of your we're mind not. immediately. We're not. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that meme, you know, the that's been used a million times. Where it's I bet the, he's thinking about other women. Yeah, and then the guy's <laughs> thinking, like, why won't my motorcycle start, you know? Meanwhile, um, Jason's version of that is Elaine thinking, I bet he's thinking about other women, and him going, skibbity, 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 skibbity. <laughs> Wait, are you doing the skibbity song? <laughs> Whatever. It, I skibbity the one, pop, pop, pop. There you go. <laughs> skibbity pop, pop. The skibbity song. That's oh, no, but we can't. No, they're Russian, though, so we have to. Oh, yeah. Leave. Oh, I didn't realize they were Russian. Yeah. I wonder how I wonder how the skibbity guys with their political stance. Oh, so. that would be interesting. Well, they're right? artists. They'll probably be. They're artists. Definitely. Well, destruction generally. Zelensky is tech- he's an artist, too. He's, he's a comedian. Yeah. Comedian, yeah. Comedian, yeah. yeah. Um, so the movie is. It's about to wrap up. I, I needed this movie. It like goes on. It goes on 15 minutes too long. Yeah. I needed this movie like I needed a cone in the head. Yeah. We should have stopped it there. Yeah. 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 Um. <laughs> because of the costume he's wearing. <laughs> I found it hilarious. Oh. I made me laugh. Oh. Lincoln was Jewish. Uh, that's horrible. <laughs> he was shot in the temple. Okay, here's... Uh. <laughs> okay, Beldar too is soon? actually dressed President Lincoln. Never too that's soon. important to point out right now. But um, a great part... Oh, Pepsi paid for a hell of a lot of uh, advertising. <laughs> and Subway. Movie. Yes. Subway beat out um, either Burger King or McDonald's. There was actually a bidding war. Connie brought a whole new meaning <laughs> to eat fresh. Yeah. Mm. Um, anyway. I, I love you, Subway. <laughs> <laughs> Subway. I just realized what her costume was. I did not know what it was. What is it? Do tell, Adam. Is she lipstick? <laughs> she almost looks like lipstick. 
Yeah, she's oh, a lipstick. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's lipstick. I actually yeah, Either I did that or I, dog's penis. One yeah. or the other. Ew. I don't know. Kinda uh, looks more like Red Rocket. Ew. Red Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> yep, here comes the lipstick. Ah, I see there you go. Put that princess hat on and you know. Oh. No, you know who she reminds me of? She reminds me of Haley Arantia, the actress from the Goldbergs. She plays um, I've never seen the Goldbergs. Oh, it's a really great show. I've heard you say that. It's a really good show. But no, I uh she and she's a um, um, musician also. Uh, she's got, got a few albums, but yeah, that's who she reminds me of. That's a great story. Yeah. Um, I had a question, and I'm not sure if either of you will be able to answer it, but let's see. Uh, so we'll try. Uh, since Dan Aykroyd is Canadian, and the whole front is that the Coneheads are from France, we are from France, and that's how they explain their odd ways. Um, because apparently everyone in the 1990s was about as backward thinking as everyone. Well, that was the bit in the in the skit. I guess, but. We it was from, from the France. late 70s, right? But, uh, you know, to test it, Michael McKean starts blathering off in French, and Dan Aykroyd comes back. They're both Canadian. French. So that's, oh. but that's what I'm saying. They're both from Canada, so was that just them having a conversation? In I think so. French? I think they both are. Probably. I yeah. think they're both bi. Yep. <laughs> what? Well, in that case, so are we, Mr. Brown. We're both bi. In I, that, I know in I that am, sense. but I didn't know you were. <laughs> <laughs> Glad I see that kind of buy. <laughs> oh. In case you were wondering, <laughs> could you strike that from the record? Is there any way? To, I'm sorry, I don't want that. Yes, I don't know. I don't know if any of these buttons do. He always <laughs> makes it. No. <laughs> no. There, right. there it yeah, is. There That's the reaction. Ah, oh, the movie's almost over. Yeah. Um. So they go back to Remulac. They have a whole thing with a monster. Blah blah blah. And they end up yeah, they back do. on Earth. And there is a ruse. You big um, dumb idiot. Um, Mr. Conehead basically yeah. blackmails. Oh, yeah. Yep. Whatever. I yeah, I Mr. won't Conehead. kill you in exchange for a green card. Yeah. And, uh, and nice little bow. And then as long as Michael McKean, he says, as long as you have some sort of impressive work skill. Yeah, then that will I'll not be you. a problem. Yeah, so everybody lives happily ever after. Yeah, and he and he has his driving school, and he only takes cash. Hmm. Um, even yeah. though he finally developed a social security number, uh, but I guess yeah. he stopped using it if he became that's true. They yeah, yeah, known yeah. As the yeah. Instead of the Dechichios. Yeah, they had to stop using it. Yeah, because that's um, how INS initially found them. But yeah, uh, so Dan Aykroyd defeats the Remulac Rain Corps with golf. That's what comes full circle. Is that uh, yep. he sings "Tainted Love" for half a second, distracts the Rain Corps, and then. You pops know. the ball right into its mouth and it chokes to death. And there's yeah. a dramatic second where you think, oh, maybe oh, he's it coming did. back. No. Oh, no. Then it just flops yeah. over dead like a fish. But yeah. it kills Tim Meadows before it dies. Oh, I know. Yeah. It kills Tim Meadows and it kills somebody else. Tom too, Davis. Yeah. 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 The Franken and Davis, Davis half of that comedy duo. So yeah, they have, they pretty much covered every era up to date. They did. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's even fun. Garrett Morris was. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. So <laughs> Garrett the Morris with the school for the deaf. Yeah, that's my favorite Garrett. Does that mean there will be more noise or less noise? <laughs> no, he's he's down in the corner. And have you ever seen that bit? No. The Garrett Morris school for the deaf. No. <laughs> and it's like somebody's talking. This is signing, like, right? Well, no, it's like you know, uh, you expect him to sign, and you know, so the person <laughs> talking is like, you know, he does not like you. He does not. Like <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's they did that on Family yeah, they did. Fun of it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Thank you, and I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Good because. night, and have a pleasant tomorrow. Yeah, that's what yeah. It was. 
But, um, um, but so the Coneheads achieve suburban contentment and... Uh, and yeah. ex-joy. They've got everything going for him. He won the golf trophy. Well, they, No, he wins the golf trophy before they go back yeah. to Remulac, so... He was trying to downplay how excited he get. Yeah. And then oh, yeah, got, he was trying to be really to cool about it yeah. because uh, Jason Alexander keeps telling him, oh, yeah, you're going to take home that trophy. And he goes, oh, no big deal. You know, I'll accept it if they hand it to me. But he's trying <laughs> to be a cool cool kid about it, but he's really excited to receive that golf oh, trophy. Yeah. Because he, he tries to be all, you know, kind of chill. and Oh, I only compete with myself. I'm not really worried about how anybody else plays. And, you know, he's excited to get that trophy. Yeah, this is a this is a, a a sex scene with a really 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 weird, deformed human being and and it's odd. And, 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 and Connie. Connie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just about yeah. to stare at you in a different direction because it's a sex scene where the most off-putting person is not Chris Farley. <laughs> oh, hey, that's what's know. this? It's my parents' sex toy. Um, okay. Well, at least there's a sink downstairs, so maybe they got washed at Put some point. Put it on my head. She's rubbing the lipstick. But it, <laughs> like, yeah, but it, if you're rubbing her head, does something happen? I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to know. I don't we even, don't know how they excrete anything, and I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I guess he doesn't have to worry about grandkids. I mean... <laughs> Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. get pregnant in the first place. Well, hang on. If they don't have assholes, do they have genitals? Can they have sex? They have to be able to procreate sex. But I mean, like, with a human. Like, is there a place for... Well, yeah, because, I mean, clearly those rings are working on Chris Farley's head, too, because she put one on his scalp as well. Yeah, I know, but whenever he... He was faking it for her sake. Yeah. Oh, do men actually do that? <laughs> no, never, no, no, we never, never do that. No, uh-huh. that's a myth. Oh no, God. no, but like his tinkle dink. <laughs> <laughs> tinkle dink. <laughs> and he's got a. I don't know what I was expecting, but that was not it. <laughs> Mr. Tinkle Dink. <laughs> what was the other one? Girls have a. Tinkle Dinker. Is that it? I can't remember that. Yeah. But I mean, like, if she has. <laughs> he's got to have a place to put that thing. You know, otherwise it ain't sex. Right, right. <laughs> Unless they just do hand and mouth stuff. <laughs> she's got a hand. She's got a Yeah, mouth. she's got both of those. It's like, well, wait, where do I put and it? And she well, can hoover an yeah. entire subway. Oh, sandwich. that's true. <laughs> yeah, but again, though, that's just going to cause terrible pain. And then a John Bobbitt situation. Yeah. <laughs> like Archer in the vacuum. Yeah. All over again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It broke his poor tinkle dink. Oh. <laughs> Why was he dressed as Hitler? <laughs> Do you like alligator Sterling? Anyway, so in the movie, Jay. Yeah, so take us home. Jay, <laughs> take us right? home. Yeah. It's over. Tainted coneheads. Uh, this movie was just not. Uh, I remember out to Seinfeld. Come on. Okay. Uh, two. You like it? Okay, that makes sense. It got worse because then... you know it was silly. I was I was the exact age range that they were aiming for for parents to drag their kids to this movie it was family friendly enough like i didn't realize that they were chewing on condoms instead of gum like that all of that went over my head i didn't realize that connie was having sex with chris farley with her parents sex toys i didn't realize any of that as a five-year-old uh, i'd be a very disturbed five-year-old if i did Wow, so, so it actually got worse for you it, it did yeah. get worse because i was like i remember this movie being you know 
whimsical and silly and Mr. Conehead inhaling the teepee. Oh, okay, that's funny, but... It's good. It's good for a child. Yeah, kind of. good it's, for a child, I There's think. enough, like, you know, flash and bang, noise and sound to distract all the kids. And, and the bright colors. And, like yelling at random vegetables in the grocery store. Yeah. Sure, but yeah, now it's a two. Because it's, it's just a horrible movie. It could barely hold my interest. It, it's going to be a straight five for me. Uh, that makes sense. Because whenever I saw it in the theater, I watched it and went, ugh. And I got all the jokes. And I watched it today and I went, ugh. And I got all the jokes. And it was the exact, it, it's 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 a straight five for me. And I'm gonna, same with me because I refused to see it when I first came out. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> this is going to be a piece of shit. And then I saw it, you know, on, on the video and, you know, didn't think much of it. And I, I remembered it being better. But then when I watched it again, I... Yeah, I was wrong. Part of me anticipated. I was like, oh, this star-studded cast, maybe it's better than I even remember. No. And that was part of what made me give it such a low grade because it's like you said earlier, Jason, you'd think that with all these powerhouse stars in it that they could wrangle some sort of positive entertainment. Yeah. No, no, yeah. it didn't hold me in. Well, it goes to show you, if you don't have a good script, it doesn't. you can have the best actors in the world. Doesn't right. matter if the writing's bad. The writing's yeah. bad. And everybody tried. You know? Oh yeah, everybody uh, was committed. Oh Nobody yeah, was in yeah. it. Nobody was just kind of half-assing their performance. They all did a great job. Oh, that's where that asteroid field came from in Star yeah. Wars. Okay, that answers a uh-huh. question. Two and a half, then. And I, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's seriously a two for me. So uh, we got a five, a five, and a two. So it did not no. test well. <laughs> I, I think if Dan Aykroyd were here, he'd probably give it a two. Yeah, he'd probably. I, I have a feeling that Dan Aykroyd probably is not all that proud of this movie. You know, he'd be proud of the paycheck that he pulled from it. But other yeah. than that, uh, but yeah. seriously, though, I mean, it's the second worst Dan Aykroyd, because if you ever seen um, Nothing But Trouble, it's awful. OK, awful. Terrible. You know, so either yeah. people are, you know, searching for that now or they'll just avoid it. Did you, yeah. figure, did you figure out what Jason the movie Mitchell. grossed? Did this make money? I don't know. Let's find I don't it. think it did. It, if And I didn't look uh to see what the numbers were but if i remember I correctly yeah research. if i remember it really it was not a success especially in the context of Wayne's World it right, right. you know looks like right. the budget was 33 million box office was 21.3 that's so not, not good. as bad as you would expect it's not no it's not good the one uh nostalgic thing i did also pull from this movie was the fact that david newman did the music because a lot of the notes were striking you know in the back of my brain and i was just like this sounds an awful lot like the Flintstone soundtrack with uh, John, John Goodman. Goodman, yeah, huh. and um, never saw it. Yeah, and Rick Moranis, and I was just like, the music sounds so similar. So I had to look it up, and I was like, oh yeah, David Newman, he did the music for both of them, and How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, and a lot of other famous projects. So that was a good nostalgia factor for me, but eh, it didn't range right. Try, well. Trying to come up with something positive to say. I was. It's good. That's but, good. But still, it didn't save the score at the end of the day. It just that's Tom Davis there. That, that's yeah. who that actor is. And they can't see what you're talking about. So good, yeah. good oh, point. So I was and da- pointing yeah. to him. I didn't know if you knew Tom Davis. Do you know Davis? Dave. Oh, Frank yeah. And yeah. Davis? Okay. And Dave Thomas. Dave yeah. Thomas is great. He, well, he always is. Oh, yeah. Not the founder of Wendy's. Mr. F. <laughs> um... Yeah, so All that's right. that. So that was Coneheads. I guess the last question that we need answered is, Mr. Brown, why did you select this film for Hindsight is Horrifying? Well, we were talking before about some of these esoteric films that I've chosen in the past, and we get like two views, maybe three. And I thought, well, let me pick something that everyone will recognize, and that's the Coneheads. So, so he's pandering, is yeah, what he's telling I'm pandering to the audience. Fine with me. Please, <laughs> please, please click 
like or follow or whatever. Subscribe. Ring that bell. <laughs> ring the you bell. Can ring his bell. And uh, next week, it's going to be my choice. Oh, yes, we're back to Jason's pick, so <laughs> beware. Yeah. No, I'm going to, I don't know. I was very tempted to do being there, but uh, I'm not going to do being there. It's it's a little too cerebral. Yeah, yeah. Very that, cerebral. Uh, it's a long movie. We would have to actually watch. Yeah. The, you can't yeah. really skip through that. So we'll, we'll see. I'll come up with something. Yeah. Interesting. So I guess we'll find out what that is on our exciting next episode. But in the meantime, we appreciate you tolerating us this time around for Coneheads. We always appreciate you joining us for your drive time, your listening time, your tainted love time. We don't care what kind of time. This has been Darth, Jason, and Adam with Hindsight. And good night. <laughs>